Good afternoon, buddies. It's time for another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is head football coach, Mark Brooks. How are you doing today, coach? Oh, doing great. You know, uh, just in the middle of uh, another exciting school day. So I'm, I'm glad to be here and, and chat a little ball. Ah, glad to have you on the show. You know, um, you and me met at my time at prep and you, I found out you were a Steeler fan. So that was one of my favorite classes. Always talking Steelers with you afterwards and just excited to chat up Steelers and football with you today. Yeah. Hey, I love talking football and, and Pittsburgh Steelers. You know that. So uh, yes. I couldn't resist the opportunity when you offered. So I'm glad to be yeah. here. Glad to have you on. Now let's start from the beginning. What inspired you to play football in the first place? Uh, well, I was a big uh, Star Wars and uh, Indiana Jones kid. Uh, I was way more into, you know, science fiction and, and uh, you know, reading than I was into playing sports. And uh, I got to middle school and uh, I was a baseball player and I was horrific. And uh, all my buddies kept telling me, hey, come come try football, come try football, because I was a pretty big dude. So I gave it a, I gave it a try and uh, I'm proud to say I was – the worst player on our eighth grade football team because uh, I didn't know the difference between a, a right tackle or a, a defensive end or a corner at the time. But I ended up, you know, catching the bug and, and falling in love with it. And by the time I got to high school, I was playing quite a bit. And now I'm a coach. So, yeah, it's been a fun journey. Awesome. Now, what inspired you to go into coaching? You know, I went to Gannon University and uh, I was on the football team there as a red shirt and I was in sports broadcasting. Because uh, I loved the game of football and I wanted to stay involved, um, I realized I wasn't very pretty uh, and I don't pronounce every word perfect, so that probably wasn't going to be a great uh, career path for me. So I got into coaching, and I think coaching and teaching, you know, go hand in hand. Uh, there's so many similarities, and I just enjoyed coaching so much. I thought, you know what, teaching, coaching, let's do it together, and it's worked out. Beautiful. Hey, from one Gannon alumni to another, you know. Oh yeah. Yes. So when you finally, you, you started out as an assistant coach, you worked your way up. When you finally found a head coaching opportunity, what was it like? I mean, it was, it was something that I'd always dreamed of doing. It was an opportunity that I was actively searching for. Um, I started out as an assistant coach at my alma mater, Harbor Creek uh, High School. And I was mm -hmm. there for five years as the varsity uh, assistant and a JD head coach. And then I got my first teaching job at Cathedral Prep and was a varsity assistant, which was awesome. So when I left prep, um, it wasn't like I necessarily wanted to leave such a great program. It was just I knew I wanted to be a head coach. I had found a teaching job at uh, Northwestern and Albion, PA, and they needed a coach just a few years after I got hired there as a teacher. So it was a slam dunk to go for it. And luckily they chose me and we've had five pretty fun seasons. Awesome. Very awesome story. And I love how, you know. I used to be in Harper Creek. I went to prep. That's where we met. So I got to ask this. 
working under an iconic coach, Mike Mischler, who just announced his retirement. What was that like? Uh, a blessing. You know, uh, Coach Mischler isn't just a, an awesome mentor. Uh, he's also a dear friend. And I've learned a lot about uh, life from him, not only as a football coach and, you know, the game, but also what it's like to be a good dad. I mean, I model a lot of how I raise my two boys after how I've seen him interact with his son. And, you know, I'm just, I consider myself blessed to have, you know, coached under him. And I'm very proud to be a member of his coaching tree. Beautiful story. Now you mentioned fatherhood, you mentioned teaching, head coaching, you know, those all go hand in hand because those are mentorships. Those are things that people look up to you for, whether it be life lessons on or off the field. What are some of those lessons that you hope to aspire to your kids, your players, and your students? I'm a big believer in the Character Matters program. Uh, Wade Salem puts together just a, a fantastic, uh, you know, book of information that we use with our guys. And we used it when I was at Harbor Creek and at prep and I brought it to Northwestern as well. You know, football is just such a great way to not only build character, but kind of, you know, display it and, and give kids opportunities to do the right thing. I take a lot of pride in knowing that the kids that come through my program, if they're all region or, you know, all state, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love that. Every football guy wants that for their kids. But I take a lot of pride when I message kids or see kids saying that, you know, they got engaged and they're, and they're going to get married or they got their, their, their job. They graduated from college. They got their dream job because any little bit of push or support you can give them along that journey is, is very important in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And how inspiring is it for you when a player announces their dreams come true? They're going to college. They're going to play for a place like Penn State, Notre Dame, Pitt, Ohio State, uh, just anywhere. Their dreams coming true all because of you. How inspiring that is that to you? Well, I always tell the kids, you know, uh, this is I just finished my fifth uh, year as the head coach at Northwestern. And I always ask the kids, you know, I said, how many how many games have I won? And uh, the answer is zero. Uh, I, I don't win any of the games. The kids do. You know, when, when we lose, sometimes I'll admit it's my fault. You know, if I didn't put them in the best position to make plays. And I feel the same way about uh, college opportunities. You know, uh, I'm a small part of it. I can, you know, show them the path. I will absolutely bust my butt to get kids recruited. I take a lot of pride in how much effort and time I put into that. But in reality, they're the ones that have to do the work. They have to get the grades. They have to show up to the weight room. They have to get the recognition. And it's, it's fun to be a part of their journey, but I'll never really take credit, you know, too much for if they get that opportunity or not. Um, currently from Northwestern, we have a, a, a guy playing at Edinburgh as an outside linebacker. We have two kids at Walsh. One's a, a defensive tackle. Uh, the other one is a running back. We had a kid at Teal and Mercier's and Gannon last year. And then this year, we have uh, our tight end, Eric Doors, going to Allegheny. Our quarterback, mm. Ryan Tool, is going to St. Vincent College. And then our wide receiver, Eric Steinle, is going to Gannon. So I'm just so proud of our program and our assistant coaches and everyone uh, that's helping get these kids to where they want to be. Beautiful answer. I'm glad you're helping students. You know, it's not just a career that you do just for the heck of it. You're the one who's, like you said, they may be the ones going to the weight room. They may be the ones doing all the work. You're the one pushing them. You're the one making sure they do their work. You're the one making sure no excuses. There's no reason why you can't get a workout in today. No excuses as to why you're not at practice today unless you are on a gurney or something, you know? 
Yeah, and I, I'm a big believer in uh, positive peer pressure. You know, definitely we're not out here having kids bully each other. But when your teammates hold each other accountable, like, hey, why weren't you at lifting? Like, I missed you yesterday. I need you there, you know, working out with me. That's when you see a, a good program become a great program is when it's not always myself, you know, running down the hallway, grabbing a kid. It's when the kids are talking to each other. And the expectation is, hey, let's we need you. I need you. We need each other. Let's make a winning team. Mm -hmm. And what are your goals for the upcoming season? So what are your, what are some things you're really looking forward to, or you really hope to get out of these, the future of your team? We, we've had the same goal every year and it's to compete for a district 10 championship. And uh, we haven't won it yet. Uh, you know, we've had uh, some chances in the playoffs and we just haven't got the job done. So, you know, continuing to push to, to be successful. And we always say step one's win our region and step two's, win the district 10 championship and see where we go from there. Um, we had a, a fantastic senior class last year. We, we graduated uh, 13 seniors. Uh, one of them was a, a really great manager for us, a kid named uh, David Gray, who that's just as valuable as, as any player in my mind, but having to replace uh, all 13 of those seniors is, is no small task. So right now we're just working hard to try and get that done and see who steps up to, to be the next leader. From a former manager. Thank you for yeah. saying that about managers because you're right it's just like coaches they they're a valuable part of the team it's you know the people who run the show behind the scenes it's not all about just the quarterback it's not all just about the star wide receiver it's everyone on the team you know oh, absolutely i mean everyone i preach the same thing you know when we win a game uh it's easy sometimes for kids to get jealous of like the star quarterback or the star running back but I truly believe it. I don't just say it to say it. I mean, every member of the program has a role in the win. If you're the kid holding the shield on scout team, we wouldn't win if you weren't helping us out there. And, you know, the managers are just as much a part of that as anybody else. Yes. So thank you. Now let's jump to professional sports. You and me are both Steeler fans. What are your hopes for the Pittsburgh Steelers this upcoming season? Well, I, I got overly emotional uh, as the season went because I was a Ben Roethlisberger guy. And, you know, it, it kind of hurt to see him there at the end, knowing he wasn't playing at the level he wanted to because his body was just betraying him. And uh, as as he decided to retire and it was great to see him have some success there at the end, you knew that a, a new era, you know, had to begin. And I think that the addition of Mitchell Trubisky is mm -hmm. a smart one. It's a, a low risk, high reward. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he's a pretty good athlete for a quarterback. I think that he also took a pretty dicey Chicago Bears offense to the playoffs twice. So let's roll the dice on him and see what he can do. I think the increased mobility and the tough defense that the Steelers have, adding Miles Jack certainly doesn't hurt, you know, on that side of the ball and the improvements they've made to the offensive line. Uh, I'm a big uh, Daniels guy. A any Iowa offensive lineman in the NFL seems to be a good gamble. Uh, you know, even Robert Gallery, the Raiders took a while ago. He didn't pan out to be the, you know, top five pick like people thought, but he still wasn't a bad starting NFL lineman. So I'm excited to see what, you know, that crew of free agents can add along with whoever they end up drafting. Mm -hmm. One thing I love about the Steelers, they can take an absolute nobody who they draft in fifth or sixth round. No one's heard about him. No one knows this kid. Even the draft experts, they kind of turn their heads like, why would they pick him? But they have a history of turning that nobody into a somebody. Into yeah, it's especially a wide receiver. I mean, yes. whatever they've done in the scouting room as far as wide receiver work has just been nothing short of phenomenal. Like Antonio Brown was the kid with the grill, you know, from Central Michigan that nobody really was talking about. And for as long as he kept it together, he was about as good as they came. So, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, 
outside of Lima Swede, which that one hurt because I'm a Texas fan. Uh, Lima uh, Swede is a little bit of a disappointment, but everybody else, you know, has been a has been a stud. So I'm eager mm-hmm. to see who they can add because you would think with the subtraction uh, from the wide receiver room of Juju, you yeah. know, this offseason, they're, they're going to have to look for somebody. I like the Gunner Olszewski kid they brought in, uh, but mm-hmm. he's transitioning from being in uh, Division II uh, all-star corner and return specialist to being a wide receiver. But I mean, if anybody can develop him, I think it's Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Like you said, they take these nobodies. They take someone like a kid from Georgia, Heinz Ward and make them the next Super Bowl MVP. Just like that. Yeah. So that's great. what I absolutely, that's what I absolutely love about Pittsburgh. There's always an opportunity. They have the next man up mentality. Yeah. They just lost their star wide receiver. They just lost, you know, all these people like in one season they lost, um, Mendenhall and Wallace. That doesn't mean James Conner steps up to the plate and runs it through. You know, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, Juju Smith Schuster comes out of nowhere and just all suddenly leads the team in, in touchdowns, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's, there's always those interesting guys in the draft. Like they took a chance on Antoine Randall L who had, had played quarterback a lot in college for Indiana. I remember I went to a Penn state Indiana game as a kid and Randall L was the quarterback uh, for the Hoosiers. So for them to draft him and, and have the foresight to turn him into a, a talented wide receiver, I definitely think they they have an eye for the skill positions on offense. Mm-hmm. And who are you hoping they're going to draft this year? Anyone on your mind? Anyone on your uh, on your wish list? Yeah, the Davis kid from Georgia is a freak. I mean, he's about as big as they possibly come, and he's uh, way faster than I ever was at 250 pounds. You know, he's just he's he's a monster, and I don't know if he would slide that far, but you know, a, a kid like that to be an impact defender. Or, or possibly, you know, like if a Kenny Pickett uh, did slide to develop as a quarterback, I think that'd be a, a good time to, you know, take the risk on a developmental quarterback if there's somebody at 22 that they like. Mm-hmm. Like we said, there's always a chance that that somebody that goes in the fifth or sixth round jumps to be the next all-star, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what's so great about the NFL is how many undrafted guys, you know, end up being stars. So I, I'm a big draft guy. I have a lot of fun with it. I have a, a group of friends from college and high school that we still put together mock drafts and, and compete against each other, you know, who, who gets the most right. And whoever uh, whoever wins, they don't have to pay for their wings that night. Everybody else covers their, their food costs. So it's a fun Love thing. It. Love it. Hey, speaking of buddies, I got two more questions for you. First off, you're not a guest on the show. You're a buddy. Absolutely, so. yeah. Yep. So my buddy Jonas Kane from Hashtag Positivity is wondering, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? I think being a buddy is just being supportive. You know, uh, in a world where there's so much ugliness and and people are just rude for no reason, uh, being a buddy is when I'm walking down the hall, if a kid drops his books, you know, you stop and help them pick up their books and, you know, say, hey, get to your next class. Or if you can tell a kid's having a bad day, just go out of their way to say, hey, you know, what's going on? You all right? Need somebody to talk to. Uh, It doesn't mean you have to be at their birthday party. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be in the front row of of every game or contest or whatever they're doing or, or, or theater show or whatever. Just being supportive and, and being kind is what being a buddy is all about. Beautiful answer. And now, buddy, it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this one? Okay. All righty. I'm going to split this into two pieces for you. The first piece is for anyone who wants to go into football or at least, you know, give the sport at least a chance. What's your advice to them? Uh, I think – Personally, I do think it's the greatest game on earth, and I think it gives you the opportunity to make such awesome lifelong friendships. I mean, guys in my wedding party were guys that I played high school or semi-pro football with, and 
the guys I hang out with now are mostly the guys that I coach with. You know, it, it just deepens friendships and it is such an awesome thing in that regard. I say football always has a way of taking people and making them family. I always use the term football family about my buddies that I've met along the way. But uh, I always am hounding kids in the middle school that have not played football to come out and give it a shot. If you don't want to, you know, be a lineman, let's, let's try out as a kicker or let's, you could be a manager, whatever it is, come be a part of our program. And we've been very, very lucky. Uh, I had a kid come out my first year. He hadn't played since like sixth grade and he ended up being an all region tight end uh, as a senior. We had another kid that had never played ever. He was a soccer player and he ended up being the uh, 2000, uh, I believe it was 2020 uh, D9, D10, uh, special teams player of the year. He ended up being an awesome kicker for us, and he was an all-region offensive lineman as well, too. You usually don't see the the kicker-offensive guard combination. Uh, we love the kid. His name was Preston uh, Runzer, and we called him our SpongeBob SquarePants kicker because he was built like a, like a mini-fridge. He was tough. He was stout. But, man, could he kick the ball, and, and he was really good. So uh, currently one of our better uh, running backs, a kid named Ben Campbell, had never played – um, until middle school, eighth grade, he went out, and, and he is a huge factor for us and will be a huge impact player next year. So just give it a chance. And spring ball in, in Pennsylvania is such an awesome thing because it's non-contact, and it's just a way for kids to go out and get their feet wet and give it a try or summer workouts. You know, if, if you go and, and uh, you know, walk onto the football team, no coach in the world is going to dog you if you're deciding not to play. You know, if you come out and give it a try and you say, hey, coach, this isn't for me. I, I'm just not enjoying it. If I see you in the hallway, it doesn't mean I'm going to, like, growl at you or scowl at you or whatever. I'm just going to say, hey, man, good to see you. You know, yeah. I hope whatever you're doing now is working out. So just give it a shot, you know, and mm -hmm. not to be too preachy. The last thing I'll say is a lot of people, you know, think that, football results in all these injuries. I mean, any sport you play, there is a, a risk of injuries. You know, we get a really bad rap, I think, for concussions when I think in the last five years the game has come really, really far as far as preventing and teaching better form and changing the drills so concussions aren't as prevalent. Um, there are people out there that, you know, say they want to let their kids play football or don't want them to. I would say then don't let your kid have a bicycle because bikes are just as uh, – cause just as many concussions and you don't see people – you know, trying to close bike manufacturers. So before you uh, knock out football or write it off because of the way it was in 1980, I'd say give it a chance today and take a look at it. Absolutely right. Give it a chance. Next man up mentality is a, is a lot of what I heard in that answer. Next man up because you never know. You could be the star soccer player. Hey, give this for a try. Now you've won an award for it, you know? Yep, absolutely. And I think that those kids – I. I just take a lot of pride in the fact that they gave me and our program a chance and ended up being very successful. Mm -hmm. And coach, the final question I have for you is what is your advice to anyone who wants to become a football coach one day? Well, that's, that's a great question. And I think one of the things is you got to be willing to work for free uh, to start out at coaching. Nobody's going to come in and say, Hey, here's a paid position with no experience. Um, some guys start out at, the little gritters level. Some guys start out at junior high. Some guys start out as an assistant. Uh, my journey, I was lucky. Uh, after I graduated, there was a need for a volunteer uh, JV offensive and defensive line coach at Harbor Creek. So that's where I got my feet wet. And I uh, volunteered for a few years before I was offered a paid position. So it's just like anything else in life. You got to be willing to work for it. And there are no real internships for like high school coaching per se. Uh, you have to go out and find it yourself. So I'm always 
bring it on college kids or kids that have played for me in the past and I give them a shot as a volunteer. And if they prove their worth, I don't go out and hire somebody else. I try to promote internally. And if you're a hard worker, you can have success. Love that answer. Hard work always pays off, you know? Absolutely. All righty, coach. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and be a buddy here on BuddyCast. It's been a true pleasure catching up with you. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. Absolutely. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Coach Mark Brooks. Please, if you're in the Erie, Pennsylvania area and you just want to catch a football game on Friday night, you know where to go. And Coach, I have one favor to ask you before we end the show. Please, whatever you do today, go out and be someone's buddy. You got it, man. Absolutely. All righty. We'll catch everyone here next time on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast, buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't feel like it can make everybody here on BuddyCast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.